Welcome to the Community of Broken Spirit podcast. We are a group of people who unwittingly became a community when we found ourselves together in a business. Through years of meeting and working together, we, from different church backgrounds, discover just what it takes to love one another, what and all. As God empowered us to comprehend His incredible love, we found ourselves more and more distant from the institutional church, finding it somewhat consumed, preoccupied, and quite removed from the lives we live. It was not exactly a healthy place to be in, for us and for our families. We return to his simple gospel, to know God, to be loved, and to love one another. Perhaps this place may inspire some, that us before, who inadvertently found themselves without a life or church to desire after him again. Each season, we will be sharing stories of our members, sharing the raw, unedited journey of how we came to find Christ and what our lives look like today. We hope by sharing our stories, we can inspire others to avoid the mistakes we made and encourage each other to keep going. Hi everyone. Welcome again to now the second part of this season's podcast, Hearing the Voice of God. I am here in Canada, in the Yukon Mountains, thousands of miles away from when I first did the first part. Only the Lord knew that I can only continue in high places, and I'm sure He has a good reason for it. I shared in part one, the mystery of who and where was the word. The word with a capital W. Let me just recap it. In the beginning, the Holy Trinity of God worked together to create the heavens and the earth. One, the first, was God the Creator, our Heavenly Father. The second, there was God the Spirit, who was hovering over the waters. Then finally, number three, there was God the Word, with a capital W. When God spoke audibly and said the first words that mankind heard, or the earth heard, let there be light. So let's continue. Now, if you have read John chapter 1 thoroughly, you will see that the word that John referred to is actually Jesus. The word with a capital W who became flesh and who walked on earth as a man born of the Spirit of God. He grew up speaking the human language like us and his wisdom and eloquence astounded many. Many came to hear him speak and to learn from him. Even the teachers of the law, the learned men of the land at that time, they all called him teacher. But God's plan does not stop there. I shared in the previous episode that we lose the ability to understand God's language, which we knew as babies when we acquired the human language. So God has to restore the ability, our ability to speak in a language that both he and us can communicate as well. So let's review John chapter 1 together from verse 6 to 10. Starting from verse 6, it's talking about John the Baptist, right? Verse 6, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. 
He was in the world, and even though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. So John bears witness that he is not the light, he is not the Christ, who is the one who made the world whom many failed to recognize. So now let's jump forward to verse 14. The Word, with a capital W again, became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. So, the Word became flesh. He's talking about how Jesus was born into the world, just as human as any of us. So, in John chapter 1, he's talking about Jesus. Jesus became flesh. Jesus was originally with God, who was also the Word, the voice of God, who became human as the one and only Son with a capital S and lived on earth among us. So let's backtrack to verse 12 now, where it says, Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believe in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God. Last night, when I read this passage again, I was so excited. When we receive Jesus, the Word, who was with God your Father in the beginning of creation, and when we believe in his name, we are given the right of being a child of God. Being a daughter or a son of God, we get to be God's babies once again. Isn't that great? And that is a very special relationship, right? There's a big difference between a child and a servant. My servant works for me, but does my child work for me? No, but the child still has to listen to what I say when they are children. And the servant also has to listen to what I say, yeah? But at the end of the contract, of the servant's contract, I give the servant money and they go away. When I die, my servant doesn't get my inheritance, but my child does. When we are children of God, we inherit all of our father's property. But as a servant, we won't. That's the spirit of sonship. And that's very unique to all of us. And all this is made possible because the word with capital W became flesh as the son of God born by the Holy Spirit to restore our relationship back to the Creator. So, so that's the difference, right? If my child talks back to me, no matter what she does or say, she'll always be my child. But with my servant, it's different. I can fire her for being disrespectful or disobedient or for undermining my authority. But with a child, no matter what he or she does, she'll forever be my child. I will never fire her and she can never fire me because our blood relationship is set. Nothing, even legally, if we do something, it doesn't change anything in God's eye. We cannot disown one another. So let me get back to being a child of God. Because of Jesus, God provided the way for us to restore our relationship as his children. We can connect with God once again as his babies and rediscover the language we once knew and have forgotten, like how I shared about my baby daughter in the first episode. So let's go back to the word, the voice of God, which in corps we sometimes call V. When we talk about hearing, what is it we want to hear? We want to hear a voice, right? But in order to hear the voice of God, you must first know him. In the book of Genesis, God presents himself in three parts, as you can see. This is also referred to as the Holy Trinity of God. He's the Creator, the Spirit, and also the Word, 
which is Jesus. So if you look at the whole book of Genesis, it's all about creation. When God said, there will be light, and there was light. And God said, let there be an expanse between waters, and then there was a sky, right? So when God spoke, things came into being, life came. That's why there's power in the voice. And that's why John says, without the word or the voice of God, nothing was me. So similarly, as children of God, made in his image, what we say also has power. There's power in our words. That's why God wants us to understand this, so that we can know that we hold the power of creation just by speaking it. Isn't that an amazing asset that God has bequeathed us with? Let me post you another thought, which V asked me one day. Do you know what's the difference between animals and us? Scientists actually think that chimpanzees are smarter than us, right? They actually have a higher IQ than us. I read also that dolphins have a higher IQ than humans too. But if that's the case, then why are we superior to them? Why do we dominate the world and not these animals? Some of which are bigger and stronger and smarter than us. Even the dinosaurs have gone extinct. It all comes back to creation. As you saw in a previous episode, all things came into being just by God speaking them into being. When God created animals, he spoke and there they were. But how did he create us as humans? In Genesis chapter 1, verse 6, God said, Let us make man in our image, in our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, over the livestock, over all the earth, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. Interesting, right? I thought. With all other things, including animals, he said, let there be, let the waters team, let the land produce, let the birds fly, etc. But for mankind, he said, let us make man in our image, in our likeness. We are the product of a joint and a very personal self-sculpture involving all three Godheads. This process was explained in greater detail in Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. God took dust from the ground, molded the first man in his image with his bare hands, then he did something really very special. It reads, He breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living thing. Now what happened there? He gave the man he gave man the keys of life. I believe the Spirit of God went into man in that kiss. With animals and plants, they became living things too without that kiss, right? So what's the difference here? The difference is this. Man became a living thing just like animals and plants, but he has a spirit in him too. The Spirit of God that is breathed into him. That spirit enables him to be able to speak to God and to one another in a language that's unique to them, just like Adam and Eve did in the Garden of Eden. This is something the animals could not do. The difference, therefore, between humans and animals is the ability to be able to talk to each other, the ability to draw, write, communicate, store, and to send out information. Animals do communicate, but not in our verbal form, not in the ability to write or to draw. And that's why we are superior to them. 
I think if animals one day can talk like humans do, like they show in some movies, they maybe can take over the world. But I doubt they will ever do that because they do not have the spirit of God breathe into them. So that's the difference. We are made different because we have the breath of God and the breath of God is also the thing that produced the voice of God, right? And with it, it accords us the power and also the authority declared by God in the second part of Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, that reads, And let them rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, over the livestock, over all the earth, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. That is the power accorded to mankind when we have the breath of God, the ability to speak to God that God created in His image. So now you know what a great gift and also a responsibility we humans are being bestowed with and the power and authority we have in our voice and what we have lost in the fall of mankind and the language of God that we have forgotten, Jesus was sent down in person to restore that voice, the word in human flesh that John wrote, that we may once again reconnect with God, to hear his voice, to speak his word, speak his language, and to take back that authority and power to rule this earth. Let me summarize this from the book of Hebrews, chapter 1, verses 1 to 2. In the past, God spoke to our forefathers through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom he made the universe. So you see, our telephone line to God has been connected or reconnected directly because we have believed that Jesus is the Word, the Son of God, and we have received Him as our Saviour. And because we have received that gift that Jesus promised when He returned to the Father, the gift of the Holy Spirit that is breathed upon us once again, we can hear the voice of God. How amazing and how cool is that? So, if you have received Jesus as your Lord and Saviour, you will also need the Holy Spirit, which is the gift of God, in order to be able to hear God's voice and to communicate with Him directly and personally once again. If you have not, perhaps the next step is to open up your hands and your heart to humbly ask God for the gift. That's all it takes. Because it's a gift that has been paid by Jesus, it cannot be bought. You can take it or you leave it. Take a moment now to consider it. If you really want the gift, all you have to do is to tell God just that. And you put out your hands and you receive. And I'm sure God will bless you with his kiss once again. So you can maybe pause the podcast for a moment. Ask God. Wait. Wait for the Holy Spirit to come and fill you once again before you continue.
Okay, having done that, let me end this episode with two important words. One is called Yada and the other is called Rima. Yada is spelled Y-A-D-A and Rima is spelled R-H-E-M-A. These are key to restart this process of learning how to speak God's language and to hear His voice clearly once again. This I will continue in the next episode. See you again. Hi there! If you found that this episode resonates with you or if you would like to share your story, please drop a review at Apple Podcast. It will serve a fresh dose of blessings to those of us who work so hard to produce the content of this podcast. By doing so, you will also help more people find this podcast. If you are interested, we also have a blog at communityofbrokenspirit.org. Again, it's a communityofbrokenspirit.org where we post twice a week stories and parts of our members' journals from past and present years. Thank you so much. Remember, you matter.